Welcome to the Mortal Realms. Grab your hammer so we can clear a path through the chaos and forge our own narratives in the Age of Sigma. Your allies through the Realm Gate this episode are... This is Davey, and as far as I'm concerned, every season is the season of war. This is Eric with Seeds of Hope You Liked It While It Lasted, Chaos. In this episode, we will be discussing Season of War, the Age of Sigmar's four-week narrative campaign produced by Games Workshop, running from 14 July to 14 August. The four Grand Alliances are focusing their fight around controlling three cities in the realm of Garen, the realm of life. Uh, Their fate is hanging in the balance. Control of these cities ebbs and flows as battles are won and war scrolls are painted in the name of your alliance. The status of each city is viewable in real time as results are reported to local Warhammer stores and participating gaming stores. So muster your forces and prepare for war. How you doing, Davey? I'm doing great. How are you? Really good. I'm super excited about uh, the Season of War campaign. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't see enough buzz about it and, and just want to get more people playing. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. Um, have you had a chance to participate in any Season of War games yet? I have not, but I know you have. Tell me about it. Um, so the the biggest one um, got... Uh, Paul and Aaron together. Uh, we played a, a three-person game. We were going to do some Silver Tower, and I'm like, guys, it's a season of war. Uh, we need to be warring. Enough of this yeah. uh, finding treasures or fame and fortune in the Silver Tower. Yeah. So enough um, of losing every challenge we attempt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, that, no, that had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, so um, we decided to uh, just play an impromptu game. So none of us had planned anything. We just showed up, and so I had come up with a quick idea we decided on um i think 40 40 wounds so Mm -hmm. it's the nice thing we don't have points out yet we have the scgt all that kind of stuff but for some reason it was just easy enough to say "Eh, let's just do that yeah i mean so i mean not to not to derail us too much right off the bat but i i know people are rightfully excited about the general's handbook but we've been doing this for a year and we've been making it up as we go for a year and uh I don't know. I mean, I, it's been working okay. So as long as as long as you're in the environment where a little bit of discussion can can go a long way, then uh, keep going for it. Like keep keep your hobby your own as yep. as far as that goes. So, so we did forty wounds. Um, the Aaron had brought his oryx and a little bit of uh, ogres with him, and uh, his uh, weird knob and war chanter were, you know, in full force. One of those um, is a model. <laughs> Both of those were models. No, not right. uh, yeah. I wasn't uh, there. I'm just. <laughs> Paul brought his uh, newly painted Nurgle um, demons, which were you know really cool. Yeah, I've not I've not seen those, and I I somehow have not uh, plugged into <clears throat> Twitter where he's posting them much. So I I look forward to seeing them in person. Shortly. Yeah, no, it's really cool. And then I brought uh, my Sylvanas. So all armies that we'd painted uh, for our local ex- excal- escalation league uh, for with the <laughs> Warhammer store. So, um, and coming up a quick scenario, we um, could have done this on a four by four table, but we did a, a six by four, and we put four um, objectives in the middle of the board, kind of spaced them out in a triangle, or sorry, in a diamond, kind mm-hmm. of countered um, to not not parallel to the board edges, so shifted just uh, forty five degrees or ninety degrees, um, and uh, yeah, forty five degrees, and um, then we set up in three sides, and what we decided is that 
similar. To, so I took the idea from um, one of the of Chris Hansen's um, from Wapaka. He's one of his scenarios where you just deploy Chad Hansen anywhere. Sorry, Chad Hansen's. Mm-hmm. I did that last time I met him. I was like, "Hey, Chris." Yeah, I was just a jerk. Um, so from Chad, which is a fantastic idea, you could just deploy anywhere, um, and you just had to be nine inches away from uh, your the objective and your or an opponent, an enemy uh, unit. Now, uh, you could choose to then be in many places at once or in one single place, etc. Um, and so we deployed, and then we so we kind of played a little triumph and treachery with it. Um, the only thing we had to figure out is if you rolled to see who went first, you know, when did the other two people go? Yeah. Um, and now, then, when you say triumph and treachery, were you actually using the... Um... No, we didn't have okay. the new stuff, but just kind of in that terms of like, how do you decide who goes first, second, third, mm-hmm. each round, et cetera. And so we decided that the person who won could choose to go first or last. Mm-hmm. And then the other two people would roll off for second and third okay. for, for the, the, you know, whatever the next two order. And yeah, so it, it actually preserves that, um, that turn priority thing, how it goes. I, yeah. I like that. So. so it actually worked to my advantage at one point to decide to go last, um, mm-hmm. to, you know, wait out something and, you know, they were closest together, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. So, no, I, uh, I'm all about that in the, in the, um, normal games, like surrendering turn priority and thinking that I'm super smart and going against me. So, <laughs> So um, we had ended up playing a really good game um, and uh, had a lot of fun. It, it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So was able to report that to uh, the local store that uh, Order took another victory. So, Ooh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you're excited for me. No. Uh, so <laughs> um, so uh, Seasons of War, uh, um, as mentioned in the, the opening, uh, is a new campaign um, put on by Games Workshop. So they're running it. They're putting out there and there's a lot of support for it in terms of you know a a website dedicated to real-time you know results of you know what's going on um and uh you know a lot of uh, pumping out uh, some content on social and that sort of stuff what were your initial thoughts uh davy when they announced this uh, summer campaign and and then finally revealed what it was going to be about well i mean we touched on it a little bit in the previous episode but uh I've, I've been around back since, uh, I guess back in 7th where they did the um, Storm of Chaos. And uh, <clears throat> in my previous time doing some 40K stuff, they did some uh, worldwide campaigns there. And, uh, you know, I I think it works so much better with this setting where, um, where it's not so static. You know, in, in the past it was like, hey, you're going to affect this, this setting, but the setting has been static for so long that you, you never felt like you could actually make a lasting change on this. But here, yeah, you know, the, the setting's been changing since we've known it, right? You know, we discovered it, and we learned more about it, and as we learned more about it, it continued to change. And so, it, it, I don't know. I, that, that's the most exciting thing about it, I guess, is that you feel like uh, any changes actually could be changes to, like, you, you yep. could actually shape things. And, and I, I think it's just... Uh, overall set up uh, better for that and I again not to retread previous territory but I, Do I think it. in this uh, retread it yeah all right <laughs> done uh, I think in this age of um, omnipresent internet and you know smartphones and all that sort of thing I, I think it's better served for this sort of uh, crowd participation thing uh, uh, which which is what we're doing um, yeah. and I think I think uh, the other thing that I liked that um, I saw was that they found a way for uh, things more than games to participate. So, like, if yeah. you're if you're a hobbyist, you know, like, 
paint your stuff and you get to contribute and and uh uh that's something that the g-dub's always been about is the uh the full hobby and th they found a way for the full hobby to participate in this and i i was really i was really excited about that i thought it was very cool yeah i've even heard some stories well maybe not uh i don't know if i should say this that even a purchase might count towards uh you know a point or two here or there or something like oh, that yeah. so right. um but uh yeah officially uh playing some games winning games and uh and painting and um at the local store they, he's even got a kind of a local leaderboard uh mm -hmm. that he's posted up and and so uh being able to see within the some of the people in town you know being able to see where you're at compared to them is kind of cool yeah um so there's some really i think some really key things about this as well i mean like you said i, I we can we're affecting three cities which seems like a giant thing but mm -hmm. in the vastness of the realms in the world that the G Dub's created, it's a drop, right? Right. It could it, it could certainly affect the war in a big way. But you know, if this goes one way, there's always like fifty other ways you could you know plan another event or tell stories to to work through it and whatnot. So that's really cool. Um, I've been surprised, but you know, certainly there's a ton of support around it. But as a demonstration of a campaign, a narrative campaign setting it seems like it'd be a really easy thing to do at a local level mm -hmm. um, to come up with a story, to have it have a turning point and have um, local people play some games and see where it goes. Um, you know, we talked about a campaign we did um, at the end of eighth where we had, you know, order versus or everybody versus chaos, basically just trying to ebb and flow on a map. Um, right. But it, you know, so it has a similar feel, but it seems like this is a very cool demonstration of that, and it's also super social, like, um, uh, you know, being, a, you know, play games when you want, um, come mm -hmm. up with games, schedule it on your own time, um, and then post being able to post things online and see where things are going. And um, so it's, yeah, it's been really cool seeing, seeing those things. Um, I think the hardest thing, and I mean, anybody who's ever run a campaign or played in a campaign or whatever, mm -hmm. the hardest thing that anybody ever says is keeping the energy up through the whole period. Um, you know, like if, if you've got a, you know, you've got a campaign that you want to do, that's six, you know, six sessions or whatever, um, keeping everybody's energy, keeping, being able to get through to the end is sometimes a hard thing for campaigns. Um, so I think their decision to like make this just a month long, um, and be able to pump it through their social channels and have that kind of already in place before the campaign started, uh, was some good, good forethought as well. Yeah, and actually, I think uh, you mentioning that it's it's just a month. Like, I, I think that's actually a smart move because it um, retains that energy. Like, it's it's real focused. Like, let's do this for a month, and then you know we'll we'll move on to something else. I I, I don't know. I thought that was a, a clever move. Where instead of like having the chance for it to sort of peter out, which is often the case with sort of campaigns, like it keeps the excitement energy up, and then you know, uh, use that before it burns out. So I thought it was a good move. Yeah. So why don't we, um, jump into the story a little bit and sure. tell everybody about it. Now we're doing this episode a little bit different because, um, we just, we're not used to being super timely and we just want, <laughs> but this is right up our alley, like doing the narrative thing, um, telling stories, getting people involved in games. Like this is, this is what we, you and I yep. love to do, Davey. And, yep. and, so excited for you know the narrative portion of the gamers of the general's handbook to to just get going on some more of that kind of thing so absolutely we want to get people our we want to motivate people to to get into the season of war so 
we're going to tell you a little bit about the story. In the story phase. Does that work? Okay. Sure. Yeah. So the the premise of the story does fast forward a little bit beyond what we've covered so far here in the mortal realms. And that's okay. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you've read it, whatever. Uh, Alarial's been reborn. So we covered Wardens of the Everqueen a couple episodes ago. Mm -hmm. and but she's been reborn and her warlike state you've all seen the model it's amazing yep um they've closed the genesis gate Mm -hmm. which is um nurgle's alerts comma yeah all gates yeah um uh, to garan which and they've shuck shaken loose uh nurgle's hold on everything so uh, you have any creeper vines around your house or whatever like things like grab onto everything it's weird to say this, but uh, I think we already talked about Bishop's Weed. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, just, it's like, that's Nurgle all over everything. And then just yeah. by this one action, she kind of just shook it all loose. So, it's still mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not as embedded and tight, right. you know. So, that's a really good thing. Um, so, in the, in the, it's interesting because here they, in the story. So, the story that we're talking about is small. It comes from the the app you can read it in your if you've got the uh, age of sigmar app it's in mm-hmm. the references and if you yep. go to the website Free. there's some material yeah um and it talks about these cities that have been built um the order has built these cities and over decades um so as we've been going through these stories davy um like it's not just been like a year mm-hmm. um and we've we get a little bit more of a sense that it could be 20 years 30 years from uh, you know, Sigmar and the Hammers of Sigmar landing in Akshi and yeah. the Allgates War. And and we haven't the chance to talk about, um, I don't know, uh, God Beasts and Allgates, but it becomes clear reading some of those that, like, we have multiple, you know, um, Stormcast are put into battle and then are reforged and put in battle again and reforged. But, like, so th- this, this campaign, you know, when we were at the early stages of it, it was like, you know, this is happening within a short span of time, but this is this is an extended campaign, yep. and that is really driven home in some of the later campaign books. So. Yeah. So there's a few c- cities that they talk about briefly before they get um, to the the cities that the campaign focuses on. Um, one is Hammer Hall, the twin-tailed city. Yeah. Uh, this was secured by the Hammers of Sigmar. I don't know if it's Vandis and all, but uh, um, this is built around a realm gate. And this one's just a again. I love these ideas that keep coming out. I imagine being like if you were at Games Workshop, like yeah, cool, show me the models. But like, hey, what about this idea mm-hmm. of a city built around a realm gate that uh, it goes to another city on the other side of the realm gate, and they're one city governed as yeah. one city. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's Hammerhall Aksha, which uh, is in the realm of Akshi. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was built by you know the Iron Weld. Um, it's protected by the Devoted, and there's like lightning shields surrounding mobile forts. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I, you know, like just the idea of these like these giant citadels that move around. You know, like wasn't there a, an old Empire ship from Forge World or uh, you know something like that? Like yeah, like these, the land ship or whatever. Yeah. Well, um, what's cool is, is the first sort of official, I mean, besides Grand Alliance uh, order, the Iron Weld and Devoted getting mentions in the in yeah. the background. So yep. that's. Well, then you're going to be excited because uh, in Hammerhall, Gyra mm-hmm. is is primarily mm-hmm. settled by Elvenkind, Elfkind. Right. Uh, so coming from, from Azir. Um, and then they, what's interesting is what the relationship is. The. Um, Gyra, the Hammerhall Gyra, was able to bring food and supplies 
that they grow in the abundance of uh, Garen uh, over to the inhabitants of uh, Hammerhell Aksha. Mm-hmm. And in exchange, they're getting some of their uh, technologies, but like they're bringing in like uh, molten lava and to form a firewall um, around liquid hot magma. Yeah, <laughs> around uh, Hammerhell Gyra. So there's this cool symbiotic relationship between the two, and it's protected by twelve storm hosts. Oof. Yeah. So uh, yeah, good luck getting in there. Yeah. Um, so that one's not. So, we're not so worried about that one. Um, there's a, a city called the. Excelsius, which is uh, the adjective is prophecy rich. Mm-hmm. Excelsius, which is in the line of Gur. Uh, there's volcanic vindicarum in Shimon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, again, these these particular cities have taken decades to kind of take root to kind of formalize their systems and, you know, like come into being. And constantly, like, and around like Hammerhall, they, like, they've wiped the oryx and, and chaos in for like leagues around mm-hmm. these realm gates. So they've done a good job of like clearing and making the space safe, you know? Um, now we get to our three cities, uh, each really cool in its own right. Um, and these are referred to as the seeds of hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, these became symbols in Azerheim and beyond of what the forces of order could achieve, but they grew too fast. And the question is, did Sigmar and Alarial overreach their kind of efforts? Um, because not only did they grow so fast, you know, so maybe compromising systems or I'm sure government or whatever. And I'll say for those who are, you know, wanting the crunchier side of like low fantasy, Mm -hmm. this is absolutely like you can use these cities, like go have a farmer, you know, (laughs) go, 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 um, you know, have, have the things that you're interested in, write those out or come up with ideas, et cetera. But, um, I'm sure we'll get more of that, but. Uh, but they're each isolated from each other. Like they're all in uh, Garan, but they're so far away from each other that it takes a, basically a round gate to get there of any, with any speed. Um, and they're just just vast, uh, vastly far from each other. So uh, they are the Living City, the Greywater Fastness, and Phoenicium. Mm-hmm. So the Living City was forged by the Ever Queen herself. Uh, from iron oak, bedrock, and thorny vines. They had to drive away a uh, pestilence um, clan called the Mortibus clan uh, from the hollow forest. And with her song, she grew towers and fortifications um, on top of a plateau. So, like, talk about growing fast. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, if you want somebody on your side to help things grow fast, then the Ever Queen's a pretty good candidate. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, took it on herself. Um, and instead of being inhabited by, like, the Sylvaneth, because um, walls, they, you know, they don't like walls, mm. um, she offered it to the Morta allies in exchange for watching over the forest. Sure. Um, so, you know, this city is, like, the living city is like it is trees it is um you know large like i'm imagining that it's buildings like mortals would live in right but made from trees and and vines and um anything that grows Mm -hmm. Uh, you know so the moss roof is actually living you know the whatever um so really cool living city it's it's you know it's 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 like endor with ewoks right Totally. <laughs> now, this city less ATSTs. I don't know. <laughs> um, this city um, is uh, 
so if you're if you want this cities to survive, this one's actually being fought over in the U.S. and Canada. So all mm-hmm. games played, all uh, war schools painted uh, in the U.S. and Canada go towards fighting over this city. Um, and so if you're you know like and, and if it wasn't clear, if you're winning games in your order, then order is starting to win. Uh, if you're winning games and painting uh, for destruction, destruction's winning, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, so that's the living city. Pretty cool. Now, Greywater Fastness m- might be cooler. Impossible, um, not in the USA. Yeah, I know. So this is um, UK, all non-US, Canada, Canadian, and European players. So this is the UK and... Australia, Japan, um, wherever else, uh, South America. Bahrain. Yes. Um, so uh, it, it was architected by Valius Malati um, and built by Ironweld engineers and artisans and laborers from Azir. Mm-hmm. The towering stronghold is made of ironclad walls, furnaces, and cannon batteries. It's protected by the anvils of Heldenhammer, the Eldritch Council, and free guild sorcerers. So, like, that's some firepower. Mm-hmm. But here's why it's so important to have that firepower holding it. Because there's these little these little things called realm stones. They, this is a, a gem, like literally a gem, that they dropped into here that I, I haven't heard, I haven't read in the other stories yet. Um, yeah, that was new to me. Uh, and they're concentrations of raw magic. Um, the, the examples they give is blue hot prisms of crystallized anger uh, that might be found in the realm of Akshi. Mm-hmm. Geometric deposits of enlightenment found in other realm of uh, light of Hayish. Shimmering jade tendrils of vitality in uh, in Garen. And they've always been seen as dangerous as like these like almost like nuclear I imagine like just too much magic like in the wrong hands. And I mean I think the the, if they're, I don't know if these are going to appear in campaigns later, like, you know, to to get something to boost something or whatever in your army. That'd be so cool. Yeah. But uh, Valius Malati had the idea to to harness that power with his great machines in, in to put into service of the city itself. Um, so I mean, I'm imagining some of their their strongholds that they have weapons that that are firing you know, powered off of this, you know, Absolutely. similar, similar to like the warp fire cannons that, uh, the, um, the Skaven have. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a really cool thing. And so this city is unique in that now, as you would imagine this kind of industrialized, um, city, um, they had to drive away some of the local grot tribes or whatever. Not a big deal. Yeah. They just drained the swamp. Just grots, whatever. Yeah, and then they just started plundering the nearby resources, cutting down trees, um, et cetera. I, I don't think the Sylvaneth were too happy about it, though. Um, so the, the some of Valeriel's children um, actually fought against them at times uh, mm-hmm. as this was going on. So super, super cool kind of story there with the city, like super industrialized um, and just harnessing this unique power source that nobody else has. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But it's creating some conflict even inside the, the realm of, or inside of the, the Alliance of Order. Yeah. Um, and then lastly... And we talked about uh, before that, yeah. uh, in the last episode about like, Order is not this monolithic 
you know, <clears throat> totally united entity, and yep. that's what makes it interesting, you know. Yep. Yeah, we. I mean, I would say, I mean, the thing about these alliances, the grand alliances, is yes, you can put all of them together, um, but uh, birds of a feather fly together, and they're not all. Um, they're not all going to see eye and eye, eye to eye, every place in which they're kind of meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so um, then we get um, to Phoenicium. Uh, this was formerly a ruin from the you know back in its history. It was it was a ruin from the age of the myth of age of myth, forgotten, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and it's set at the foot of a tree-like mountain range called the Aborian Mountains. Now these mountains were haunted by creatures, um, weird entities. Like doesn't talk about them. We don't know anything about that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also inha- inhabited by you know brigands and wanderers. So it's kind of you know it could be like um, what is Robin Hood's um, uh, forest? Uh, Nottingham. Yeah, there you go. It yeah. could it could be Nottingham. Yeah. Um, and uh, so um, there was. It just talks about how there at some point there was a great battle there, and the the magical energies that fought there were so great that it put a rend in the mountain mm-hmm. and from the mountain, then this, you know, and we from most of these Sylvaneth, they bleed sap, right? right. So this mountain bled, um, uh, sap in such great mass that it, it encased the ruins, this whole city of ruins in a glacier of Amber, mm-hmm. which had to have been gorgeous. Like, yeah. How cool is that? Um, um, and it, because of that from through all of all of chaos and then now in the age of Sigmar has been un- was untouched by Nurgle's corruption or even Alariel's healing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, along came some anointed from the Phoenix temple. So some more elves. Yeah. Um, and uh, with their phoenixes, both Flamespire and Frostheart's. Um, flying up above, circling around this uh, city, they were able to melt away the amber, mm-hmm. and it's it kind of dissipated in a in a mist, in a golden mist. Right. Um, and they were able to go in and settle it and build on top of it. Um, yeah, and it, it can't be like a coincidence that we have the phoenixes in the city that is reborn. You know, coming from the ashes, it's the ruins. You know, it's the, it's the city that didn't. You know, was was ruined before and is now another city as opposed to the other ones which were, you know, built, yep. built anew. So, yeah. So it, yeah, it's absolutely a symbol of rebirth, uh, for, for people inspiring for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, and so along with Stormcast, they don't name a storm host in this one, interestingly enough. Um, and Azerites, they rebuild it over the ruins and, um, but to this day, deep under the city, down in its, you know, its roots, um, there's still strange things that happen. And at the borders, there still exists a veil of ma- of a magical golden mist, the remnants yeah. of that amber. And again, I think it's worth noting, like, this is, you know, we talk about these new cities, like something coming in, but this is, you know, all, all those tribes or, you know, civilizations that somehow, like, managed to scrape and scrounge their way through the Age of Chaos. Like, this has got to be the big thing, you know, for them is, is a sign of something coming back back from what was before rather than a new thing coming in like that that is something that can motivate them and get them going again so it's cool to see something that and instead of uh something that's brand new you know absolutely so those are our three cities um which one of those would you like to to live in there davy which one would you (laughs) like to be fighting for every day in the frontier doesn't matter i've been assigned to the uh the living city so (laughs) this is true so you're you're trying 
to what is your goal there? I mean, are you are you there to see it survive, Davey, or are you hoping that it uh, falls? Uh, it's got to fall, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's I mean that's an interesting question too. Um, well, so let's talk a little bit about what the four alliance, the other alliances are doing then, um, and then the question I want to ask is, what do you think would be the best outcome for this story, uh, for this this um, uh, for this campaign? Uh, so think on that. Think on that a little bit. Right. Um, so order, obviously, they they created these cities. Stormcast, Dwarden, elves, and humans are marching out constantly, day in day out. They're defending the cities. They didn't have time to clear leagues beyond these where that wherever they're at, and so they're constantly you know hitting every every border trying to to defend to defend it. Um, chaos, obviously. A little taken back by the victories of order, um, mm-hmm. but Nurgle's regained. Right. Even the fact that like cities that have taken decades to build, you know, this is this is substantial already. You know, chaos has to be on the back foot for a city to have been for an area to have been protected for so long for a, a city to be built within. Yeah, yeah agreed. Um, and Corn and Slanesh and Zeech are all marching on these cities. Um, obviously, they're they're saying, okay, this. They're coming together, which is interesting, you know. Um, and then death. Um, it seems as though uh, death armies have been secretly f- fed into Garan, and they're rising up in the hundreds of thousands, lurching upon the cities. But are they directed by Nagash, or are they just responding to the the battles, right, that are going on in the you know boons there? So right. who knows? Who knows? Um, I mean, you can't. There's a lot of hearsay about Nagash being a bad guy. Yeah. But maybe it's not true at all. So No, I'm going to say more than hearsay, but, you know. Yeah, th- then that's heresy. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then what has destruction been up to? Um, tribes of orcs uh, have scraped a living in the horror that was grand. So there's still, like, they've been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But with this kind of loosening, they're free to kind of wall. Uh, and uh, there's no doesn't seem to be any command structure or any commander to speak of, like anybody like harnessing them. But just the fact that it's so like, I would imagine loud or mm-hmm. like the the wa is so like powerful there that yep. orcs are pouring in from other realms, um, and and like the word is spreading. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, Garand, we haven't heard any, we haven't heard a ton of stories about orcs and Garand, but they've been there, and. Regardless of whether they're in Gur or um, uh, Akshi or Izzy or wherever, they're coming here to to get their fight on. So right now, as a result of week one, so the first week, and I think current standings, order is pretty much kicking ass in all three cities. They're yeah, surviving. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now to that point, what do you think? I mean, either from your yeah, your personal, like, what army you're playing. Um, but also just, like, from a story, like, uh, objective. Like, can you be objective for a second, you you tainted dude? Impossible. But, uh, you know. <laughs> what would be a cool outcome? What would you like to see from a storytelling right. you know, point of view? So, so setting aside, the, you know, whatever armies you may or may not control, I, I think, like, a mixed result would be the most interesting. Like, a, a sweep is the least interesting thing to me. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Order taking everything, you know, whatever. But, uh, I, you know, I like to see... Uh, it's just like with the background, you know, every time if, if order's winning all the time, it stops being interesting. But if chaos, like we talked about when we did our uh, focus on our Archaeon, 
like oh my gosh here's this big bad and he can win and he can be scary like that that's what make this makes this interesting that's what creates you know the the question mark the unknown the conflict in this background that's what keeps us looking at it and, and uh trying to trying to know more about it and so i extend that into this campaign you know i'd like to see a, a mixed result and that's yeah. what's the most interesting thing to me you know yeah i would agree i I don't want chaos to win any of them. No, okay, wrong. But so but your, your opinion is unequivocally <laughs> wrong. But carry on. But I would yeah. love to see order keep one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think particularly I'd like to see them keep Phoenicia. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Death take uh, the Living City uh, because I think that's ironic. Yeah. All right. And I'd like to see destruction take um the gray water fast because then we could have 40k orcs with looted vehicles and stuff whoa all right sorry did that take a weird turn yeah no uh, <laughs> but but they you know um so that i mean i think regardless i think i'm just right on you with uh you know a variety i'd love to see what happens you know if a, one of the cities just gets decimated by destruction like just yep. flattened like i yep. think there'd be some interesting fallout from that uh, yeah. What what would a city taken over by death in the realm of life be like? Like that, yeah. the irony I think is important. Like I think, what would Nagash do with that kind of stronghold? Mm-hmm. Um, what would that mean, right? Mm-hmm. And then obviously, yeah, order needs to take one, maybe two, you know. But yeah, I think, I think yes, order needs to have some victory. I think because or none, none is fine. Or. <laughs> Because chaos has had everything for so long, and they they haven't done a good job with it. They haven't kept up the streets. It's been amazing. They haven't uh, they haven't initiated any new systems of just redefining success. Like, don't worry. <laughs> so, um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it would be really cool if it was it was a mixed result. And I think that uh, I'm really excited to see. Hopefully, we can you know see what's going on. And I, yeah, I think they decided they're going to announce the results on the 16th of August. Okay. Um, so the 14th is when it ends. So you have to get in your games every single week. Yeah. Um, you know, don't try and pour in a bunch at the end. But yeah. Well, you know, and there's different scenarios every week, right? Yep. They they do produce yeah. some, but you can play any games you want. Um, yep. so, but they do have some special scenarios that are fun to play. Um, you can play anything you want, any size you want. You can play 500 point games, or you know, with the with the general's handbook, you can play 40 wound games, whatever. Um, and you can play huge mega battles. Um whatever you want to do so um in fact i think there was some um one of the biggest there was a a day where all of the uk um store owners got together and they played like a 80 person game yeah and it was like a hundred foot table i saw that uh ben johnson was posting videos on twitter it was incredible so you know that size of a game was huge and i think they Mm -hmm. were able to you know put some results up as as a result so um so, yeah, I mean, any size game, any number of things you want to paint. So get your stuff painted, take them into the store and let them, you know, let them see that, that you painted something cool. Um, get more stuff on the table. And we have an impact. Like, we can have an impact and it's going to go through, right? Yeah. Um, I feel confident that it'll go through. Um, no no orc punching somebody and then takes these backsies. <laughs> uh, that's all I know of the history of the, the Stormy Chaos. So, yeah. Um, headbutting, but headbutting. Not. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, win games with whatever yeah. faction you want to win. I might switch from order just to to see what happens. You yeah, know, for the next few games, I encourage it. <laughs> but uh, and then uh, paint, paint war scrolls. That's yep. all you got to do. Yep. 
uh, and then report them to your store. Yeah. Any uh, last words of encouragement from you, Davey? No, Other, I mean because just, I mean because really you don't want anybody to whip my chaos. Uh, yeah, I mean anybody but order is really where I stand. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I just think it's a cool way. I, I think it's a cool like we've seen this uh, trend towards community engagement, and this is the uh, sort of ultimate representation of that. And I think it's awesome, and I think we need to take advantage of it as a community. And uh, let's do it, you know. Let, let's show that we enjoy it. Let's show that um, we're we're all about it, and uh, we'll get a little more of this, you know. So awesome. Well, thanks everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, have a good one. It's time for our reforging. Come discuss the show on the TGA.community forums. Follow us on Twitter at Mortal Realms. Davey is at Red underscore Zeke. Eric is at StoneMonkGamer. A review on iTunes would go a long way to helping others find our show and dive into the Age of Sigmar stories. Lastly, if you want to support the show, we have Mortal Realm status tokens available as a free DIY printable download. Or, for $15 US plus shipping, you can have 60 full-color, high-quality laser-cut tokens to help you keep track of the synergies on your battlefield. Go to thegamecrafters.com forward slash games forward slash mortal dash realms dash status dash tokens. And thanks.